This is TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And the State of the Saints podcast is brought to you by Manscaped.com. Over 2 million men worldwide choose Manscaped for all their below-the-waist needs. For those that love the Lawnmower 3.0, well, I got news for you. The Manscaped engineering team has confirmed that they have successfully created the Lawnmower 4.0. The Lawnmower 4.0 gives you the ability to turn the 4000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. The new trimmer even allows you to customize your trim all through additional guards lengths, sizes 1 through 4. And looks wise, it's sleek with a two-tone matte and gloss finish, even features a hot foil stamp, black chrome Manscaped logo. Show your more off loud and proud. Go to manscaped.com, use the promo code STATE OF SAINTS, and you will save 20% off of the Lawnmower 4.0, as well as other Manscaped items. That's manscaped.com. Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And thank you so much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast, where we talk New Orleans Saints. And as y'all can see, you can't see me. <laughs> um, unfortunately, I forgot my webcam at home. I'm in Tuskegee, Alabama, in my wife's hometown for the weekend. Uh, her best friend got married, and uh, we're down here uh, for the wedding. Uh, but still, um, I have my microphone here and I wanted to talk New Orleans Saints. So the show is just going to be the same way it always was, you know, always have been. Uh, we're going to be taking calls. Uh, we're going to be talking about the New Orleans Saints and uh, we're going to be talking about this victory. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I ain't going to lie. Uh, if your name is TJ Jones, you had a great weekend. <laughs> you, you come down uh, to uh, Alabama and you watch uh, people you know, basking in marital bliss, you know, a good wedding, beautiful, um, you know what I'm saying, very emotional. Um, you know, you watch that, you know, and you get to watch uh, your alma mater, Jackson State, beat the brakes off Alabama A&M 61-15. And now you have the New Orleans Saints winning, going into the bye-bye score of 33-22. to Look who that nation, this wasn't the best game in the world. But the best game is a win, all right? The Saints started off real slow. A lot of mistakes, right? You had uh, two turnovers by Jameis Winston. Uh, wasn't a good look. I'm pretty sure a lot of people were a little bit concerned, especially the Saints playing away and getting the crowd involved. But the defense bounced back from the abysmal game they had last week versus the New York football Giants. 
and they stepped up. And, um, you know, a lot of people that were talking out of pocket about Paulson Devo probably went back into the little ground that they came from, uh, back into the trees in which they jumped out of because the dude had an interception and he had one of his best games as a New Orleans Saints cornerback. And you also had Marshawn Lattimore, who people were saying, well, I thought he was the number one corner. Oh, I thought he was the number one corner. You had him out there playing as if he was the number one corner, going up against a really good, very underrated wide receiver and Terry McLaurin, and he shut him down. So the New Orleans Saints defensively looked good. They had a couple uh, drives in which, you know, they, they forgot about tackling. They forgot football actually involves tackling. But nevertheless, they still bounced back and had a really, really uh, good game. Um, offensively, what you see is what you get, all right? The Saints offense is still uh, male nutrition. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it leaves a lot to be desired. And uh, I have to say, man, it was absolutely embarrassing, man, the way that the wide receivers yet couldn't get any type of separation. Um, Jameis Winston was basically making a mountain out of a moat hill. Uh, he had that big uh, 72-yard bond to Deontay Harris, but we all know Deontay left with a hamstring injury, and it happened so abruptly. You know, I seen Deontay Harris trying to return a kick, and the next thing I know, I just never saw him again. I mean, we ain't see no no footage of him going to the locker room. We ain't see him limping on the sidelines or nothing. He just said, I just seen a, a tweet from Nick Underhill says that uh, Deontay Harris was uh, done for the day. I'm like, huh, what happened? But anyway, you know, that and you also had Taysom, uh, Taysom Hill, who is very involved in the Saints offense. Uh, you know, he left with a concussion, which was a cheap shot. Uh, these referees on uh, on today were just absolutely embarrassing. Uh, it seems like they just forgot uh, how football is played and what the rules were. They called pass interference when there was no pass interference. They called catches when the receivers got pushed out of bounds and all these other things. They didn't they didn't call it roughing a punter uh, penalty on the Washington football team when they roughed Blake Gilligan, who had a really outstanding game and who was the player of the game in my book. There was a lot of things going on with the New Orleans Saints. Uh, you know, when it comes to the referees not uh, working in their favor, uh, you know, another day, another, you know, another referee trying to screw over the Saints. But the Saints really stepped up. Uh, they didn't control the time of possession, which you actually want if you're playing an away game. You want to have time of possession. But the defense really played good. You know, the offense uh, put them behind an eight ball a tad bit, uh, you know, but, you know, they, they stepped up and they forced field goals where they were needed. Uh, as far as the special teams, um, you know, for the New Orleans Saints, look, Cody Parker, get them the hell up out of here. Get them out of here. I've seen enough. I can't wait till Will Lutz come back. Maybe we can get some consistency back with the field goal kicking because both of these guys that the Saints have, I don't know who selects these guys. I don't know who or what selects these guys, but whoever it is, they need to be fired as well because you can't tell me that this was the best they had out there on the street. I was checking out this guy that somebody wanted me to check out called Destroyer. I can't remember who it was. I apologize. And that guy can kick better than what I seen the Saints come have through their door. It's just sad, man. It's sad that these guys cannot kick, man. And, uh, you know, I wasn't excited when they got Cody Parkey. I mean, we know what he did with the Chicago Bears, screwed them boys out of a playoff uh, advancement. Uh, so I didn't expect much out of this guy. Um, I just want them to go ahead and, you know, get this, you know, get this over with and let Will Lutz come back and let get consistency back uh, with the kicking. Uh, overall, the Saints did a really good job. Jameis Winston played really well. Uh, four touchdowns, one interception. He had one uh, fumble loss. Uh, but nevertheless, Jameis Winston is playing much better than the haters 
uh, want him to play. You know, there's some people out there that can't wait for him to have a bad game so they can jump out the trees and climb up out of the holes they came from to talk about how bad of a quarterback he is uh, just to try to justify themselves. But this dude is playing really, really well. 12 touchdowns, only three interceptions. So all the people that have been talking about, oh, he's going to throw interceptions all over the place. and ain't wrong. The Saints have played five. Well, yeah, they didn't play five games. And the guy still has a single-digit interception. So for all the haters out there, I guess you're going to have to wait another week for your assessment. Also, for the haters out there that was talking about Paulson Debo, ain't it? Where the hell y'all at right now? I want to know. Where are y'all? I mean, y'all was so... Y'all was so puffed up and your chest was all out talking about how bad the dude played, but the dude uh, caught an interception that could have gave the Washington football team a go-ahead touchdown on the New Orleans Saints. That is one of the main reasons why I keep telling y'all, stop making your uh, assessments based on your emotions, all right? Some of y'all are so emotional about every single play from down to down. Y'all ready to critique guys and tell people you are, therefore I am type stuff, you know? If a guy has a bad game, if a guy, you know what I'm saying, slips, if a guy misses a catch, all of a sudden the guy can't play, the guy can't ball. Well, the dude had a really good game, and thank goodness he don't look at some of the stuff that y'all say about him because he probably wouldn't have a lot of high self-esteem. But the dude stepped up today. You didn't see him, uh, you know, causing any big plays, and he made a big play in his own right. And that's what you need in order for you to continue to have success. And I said this, you know, Somebody was trying to go at me on Twitter, talking about, oh, TJ, you said that Paulson Adebo is going to be good. Well, I wonder if that guy is going to say uh, that today. I wonder if he's going to come on here and say, oh, TJ, you said that Paulson Adebo wasn't good. Or you said that this guy wasn't good. You know, like, so I want to know if this guy is going to show up today because apparently, uh, you know, people try to, you know, tell you half of what they, you know, what you say, you know, and not everything that you say. Paulson Adebo is a really good cornerback. Dude is going to be a going to have a lot of better games than he had bad games. And um, I just think that everybody just needs to be patient. Uh, it wasn't pretty. Uh, it wasn't sexy at all. But nevertheless, a win is a win. And the Saints did just that. So the Saints are going to the bye week three and two, which we all wanted them to. So they can get some of those guys that are difference makers back, like Traquan Smith, like Michael Thomas, hopefully Teron Armstead. Uh, Marcus Davenport, Quan Alexander, you know, people that are difference makers. Uh, the defensive line of the New Orleans Saints needs a lot of work. Uh, those guys can't get pressure. They couldn't get pressure if they was putting it inside of their tires. I'm, I'm just being honest with you. Couldn't get no type of pressure on them boys, man. It was just embarrassing. I mean, these guys who play the quarterback position, they got all day to read between their progressions. And that's why I feel like some of us have to have a better appreciation for these for this secondary. Because if you look at the defensive front, they aren't getting any pressure on the quarterbacks. They're not getting them off their spot. And these cornerbacks have to protect and, and try to guard these guys for five, six seconds at a time, even from the time they break off their routes. Because we all know, you know what I'm saying, the ball is supposed to be out the out your hand about, you know what I'm saying, two to three seconds. So the thing I look at it, if these guys are holding the ball four and five seconds, that goes to show you how good these cornerbacks are really playing because they got to guard these guys until the quarterback uh, throws the ball and delivers it and rather it's completed or incomplete, you know? So that shows you how good this, this uh, secondary actually is the defensive front of new Orleans saints. They definitely need some guys back. Uh, Tano passing. Yo had a couple of good games, but he's been silent. Uh, Carl Granderson. He had a sack today, but that few and far in between 
Uh, Cam Jordan doesn't really get sacks anymore, but I mean, he had a really good game, probably his best game of the year uh, in the Saints uniform, getting tackled for loss and also being a disruption in the run game as a whole. So, I mean, but they leave a lot to be desired. They need that guy uh, that can be a difference maker, you know, like Chase Young is for the football team, you know, like some of these other guys, you know, they're on the defensive line, like Aaron Donald, you know, guys that when, you know, offense of line go up against these guys, people are wondering what these guys are going to do. The Saints don't have that anymore. You know, it seems like, you know, Cam Jordan, he still is a difference maker and run support. But, you know, him being a dominant, uh, you know, pass rush and sack leader of the team is probably uh, behind him. You know, I, I mean, the Saints are going to need somebody to really step up down the stretch in order to be a disruption because who they're playing, uh, they, they're not going to be playing Taylor Heineke and Daniel Jones every week. OK, they're going to be playing some of the best uh quarterbacks okay you're gonna be playing tom brady twice okay you're gonna be playing josh allen who's playing really really well i mean you're gonna be playing uh dak prescott you know who's playing really really well so the saints are really gonna have to step it up if they're gonna try to get this playoff push the second half of the season i'm gonna go ahead and read some of your comments and then i'm gonna answer some phone calls i'm gonna go ahead and start uh with tyra tyra say yep most definitely don't know exactly what you're saying that uh two i guess she was talking to somebody jamie says Lattimore is playing all world right now yeah he had a really good game uh probably one of his best games he had as a pro and i think he kind of just stepped it up because you know he's going up against somebody that he knows uh very well in terry mclaurin i mean these guys went up against each other at ohio state we all know that they practiced together they were the best of the best so and they also have a lot of respect for one another so i mean you know he wanted to do his best at that uh it's jay says 40 touchdowns 10 interceptions um what is jay is referring to is the trajectory and you know based on uh the way james winston has been playing that's what his uh touchdown interception total uh is supposed to equate to but we'll see we'll see damien says hey tj trust me i'm used to i'm always catching replays on spotify well damien you know i appreciate you and for all those people out there that that support the state of saints podcast you know i want to say this too thank you uh i really appreciate this and uh we have reached uh, 7,000 subscribers. So we've reached 7,000 subscribers here on the State of the Saints podcast as of today. So thank you all, no matter how you check out the State of the Saints podcast. I really do appreciate it. Jerry says, what a game. Uh, Jerry, it was a game because they won. I mean, it wasn't the best game in the world, but I think we can agree that a win is a win. And, uh, you know, you're just glad when the Saints can win because, you know, no matter what the issue is, no matter what they're going through, no matter what the problem is, you can always solve it, especially if you're winning, okay? It's, it's hard to really solve problems when you're losing because you're thinking about we need a win and on top of the problems that you have for the with the team. So it's good that they got the dub. Uh, the reps were very terrible today. I would say it surprised me, but it just doesn't anymore. Look, the reps really did keep some drives alive uh, for the Washington football team, but I will say this, okay? Um, that Terry McLaurin pass interference call as egregious as it was. I just think that anybody that's pinpointing that and pouting and boo-hooing about, oh, this happened, you know, this wasn't pass interference. Now, was it pass interference? No, it was not pass interference. It was not, okay? Terry McLaurin dived like he seen a landmine or something like that. A grenade was on the ground. He dove. And, uh, you know, it forced the pass interference. But I mean, he tripped on the ground on his own, and he did it twice, okay? And uh, Marshawn Lattimore had absolutely nothing to do with it. But I will say this. Uh, you know, he gave him an automatic first down. 
But in reality, if you don't go back to the fourth and 14 that they converted for that play to even to happen, uh, I just think that uh, you're just being a little bit of a homer there. You cannot allow a team to convert on fourth and 14. Okay. If they ain't convert on fourth and 14, we would not be having this conversation right now. And I just feel like you people want, people aren't looking uh, at the, 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 the wide scheme of things there. Okay. You cannot convert on a fourth and 14. Uh, and you, you cannot allow that. Okay. If you're, if you're allowing that, well, anything that happens after that, I'm not surprised. Okay. Because fourth and 14 is just absolutely unnecessary and it, it shouldn't happen. Okay, it shouldn't happen. But as far as that uh, catch that was challenged by Sean Payton, uh, that definitely was not a catch. Okay, the guy bobbled the pass all the way till he got out of bounds, and uh, probably in the old NFL, maybe that would have been incomplete. But I don't know. I, I think the referees got this code of honor because they talked about the the low percentage of calls being overturned when it came to the catches this season. So maybe they got like this code of honor, and they're trying to uh, build up the confidence of the referees. And, you know, oh, man, the referees called that. Therefore, we're going to stick with it because we got to stand by our guys. we got to stand by our men, you know, but they were wrong on that play. They were wrong on a, a, quite a few plays. Uh, Annie, thank you very much for the $5. Says, who that? Appreciate that. Uh, what I'm going to do right now, I'm about to go to the phone lines, uh, see what you all have to say about uh, today's game. I ask that you all just kind of keep it short, trying to, you know, have a quick show today. Uh because uh you know i'm out out of town uh with my in-laws and you know i want to they, they allowed me to you know step away to do this podcast so want to make sure that i get an opportunity to spend a little time with them as well so i do want to hear what you all have to say the link is down uh feel free to chime in tell me about what you thought about the game and uh you know we'll go ahead and also read some of your comments as well uh jay the plug says we need better running kamara ain't getting no hoes i, I disagree with that uh, I, I disagree with that. You know, he made me not, you know, dude ran what a 23 yard touchdown today. You know, he ran. I, am, am I mistaken? I think the, the touchdown he ran was 23 yards. You know, I mean, they, they were, man, they, they did a really good job uh, running a football today. That that was not an issue, you know, and I think it has a lot to do uh, with Jameis Winston, you know, Jameis Winston uh, with the deep pass ability. Uh, he's able to throw the ball down the field. And uh, now you have to have like two high safeties. And if uh, and if the offensive line is really blocking the way that they should, I mean, Alvin Kamara can get to the next level every single time. So I, I think they I thought they ran pretty well today. You know, all things considered, you know, uh, Taysom Hill getting injured out with a concussion. I mean, Alvin Kamara had 4.4 uh, yards per carry today. You know, so, I mean, it, it was good. 16 carries, 71 yards. And he also had a couple of catches, five catches, 51 yards. So, you know, he went over 100 yards of total offense, which you want from a modern-day running back. But we're going to go ahead and go to Keen Arthur. Keen Arthur, how you doing, man? Man, what's up with you, TJ? Hey, I'm doing fine, man. So what you thought about the game today? Well, I'll tell you what I thought, bro. I, but I got to ask you a question first before I get to my point. Why is it that we, we knew that our strength is man-to-man coverage? We excel at that. Why were they playing so much zone today, bro? Please help me understand. Uh, well, I, I think that you know, if I if I can just think about it, they were trying to uh, you know, have them kind of like to you know, dink and dunk it a little bit. You know, what I'm saying not put nothing. I, I from based on what Taylor Heineke Taylor Heineke is a little bit of a risk taker. 
And, uh, you know, looking at that Falcon game, I can understand why they play zone. You know what I'm saying? Because he had like a lot of, uh, you know, they had like a lot of plays, you know what I'm saying, that he tried to like push the envelope. So they felt like, you know what I'm saying, if they can do a lot of these crossing routes and stuff like that, you know what I'm saying, those linebackers can make those tackles instead of like getting him like to, you know, like try to force the issue, try to make them dink it and dunk it down the field. And if you notice, like on a couple of those plays, they actually did that, you know, like they had that real long drive. Uh, when they was doing like a lot of, uh, you know, reverses and stuff like that, they were very innovative and the Saints mm-hmm. had a little bit of issue tackling. So I can understand that. But at the same time, uh, that's not what the Saints are good at, you know. And and I, I think that they probably had like this idea uh, about what they want to play based on who was in the game. And they didn't account for a lot of these wide receivers being out like Curtis Samuels. And so many of these other wide receivers that they actually had. So they felt like going into zone coverage, uh, you can keep like some of those speedy receivers in front of you. So I, I think that has a lot to do with it. But when you go up against, you know, I mean, Adam Humphreys and, and McLaurin, I mean, I think you can play uh, man-to-man coverage. Okay. Well, I'm going to say this, DJ. We, I, I, we got what I'm going to call from here on out. In the Who That Nation, we got a lot of play-by-play fans. And that's what I'm going to call them from here on out, bro. Because. Lying. What? <laughs> <laughs> he ain't lying about that. One minute they're praising um, players when they when they pick up six, seven yards. The next minute, they act like football players are perfect. Like the dudes on defense don't get paid just as much to stop you from doing what you want to do and what you excel at. Right. You know what I'm saying? That right. get on my nerves because I seen – I went and looked at – I followed this page on Facebook called Saints Nation. Boy, you talking about some, some fair weather fans. Lord have mercy. Um, <laughs> James, when Jameis threw the interception, I don't know what was going on that play. If it was miscommunication or he just, just threw an interception. I seen so much hate for that dude. Drew Brees need to come back. Woo, woo, woo. I was like, Lord have mercy. Did y'all forget the last four years of Drew Brees that we experienced? Mm. <laughs> it yeah. wasn't all that pretty. No, nah, it but wasn't. Then when he threw a 72 yard bomb to Deontay Harris, you would have thought Drew, it, it was the second coming of Joe Montana with the way the, the praise that was coming his way mm-hmm. after that. I don't get it, bro. What, is, what will it take for the Who That Nation to actually take their time and realize that a football game is played one quarter at a time, one down at a time? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I, I got to know, bro. Well, I wish I could answer that question for you, Keen Arthur, but I can't. You know, there's a lot of people, you know, I mean, look, no disrespect to anybody, but there's a lot of people that don't know anything about football, you know? Uh, right. You know, like, I, I, I look at, like, some Saints fans, like, how I look at swag fans, you know what I'm saying? Like, when I do, like, podcasts, like, the state of the swag, people, you know what I'm saying, they don't know what they actually see, you know what I'm saying? Like, they base their logic based on things they saw in the past, right? And if mm-hmm. the things don't look like how I look in the past, if it don't look like that in the present, it's not good enough. You know, like, so they're not, they don't understand about schemes. They don't understand about matchups. They don't understand about what you just alluded to, that defensive players get paid a lot of money, just like our players get paid a lot of money to make stops, right? So right. I don't think that you need to hang your hat on, oh, this guy's just terrible. But I, I, mm-hmm. I see that down to down mentality right first down he'll world beat if he break up the play second play if a guy catch a pass on and get a first down oh, i don't know why we got him you know what i'm saying so they don't know what they're looking at you know what i'm saying like i hate to say it but you know some some 
you know, some Saints fans, some sports fans are not very smart. And they, they think very emotionally. And they emotionally right. get the best of them. And they just say nonsensical BS, you know. But I don't mm-hmm. I mean, it's best to not even pay them any mind because, you know, unless they, like, have some, like, deep thought behind it, you know, it, it's best to just kind of ignore it because, you know, some people just have their picks and choosing. Mm-hmm. And uh, some people probably just got on the Saints train around the time Drew Brees was there. So they just expect everybody to play like Drew Brees, you know. They think that Drew Brees just grow on trees. Like, okay, man, that Drew Brees gone. Let's find ourselves another Drew Brees, and he can throw for three hundred yards and and have a seventy percent completion percentage. Like, we can find that anywhere. If if you can, I put it like this, I, and I'm and I'll let you uh, finish, uh, King Arthur. If everybody just feels like you can just find another Drew Brees, it, it, you're disrespecting Drew Brees. I, I'm right. serious. It, right. it, I, I'm dead serious. You you should no longer like anytime you see oh one of the greatest who the greatest quarterback of all time you should never put Drew Brees name in in the conversation because what you're saying is that anybody can do what Drew Brees does. There's a reason why we respect him as a quarterback. There's a reason why he's the greatest New Orleans Saint to ever play in the black and gold. It's because what he brought to the field, his ability to make people better than what they actually were people to play around him the leader that he was so for anybody that's out here just thinking oh oh drew Brees would have threw that pass he would have completed oh drew Brees would have threw that out of bounds then you're doing yourself a disservice so do no no longer should you go anytime you see some other quarterback being praised and you wish drew Brees can get praised because at the same time you're being a hypocrite because you're saying oh drew Brees is special but anybody can be him and that's asinine but you go ahead and finish up man I'm going to say these last two things, bro. I know you're trying to keep it short. Zeke just got hurt, bro, um, on the sideline because his, he he dove. Well, he got pushed in the back. You know how mm-hmm. defender tried to push you out of bounds? Right. When he got pushed, you know that the, the orange uh, rectangle that's near the first down marker? Yeah. I think that thing is, is solid. It's not a uh, like like on the pylon. It's not like the cushion. And right. he, hit, he, he rolled over that and hurt his back. It looked bad, mm-hmm. bro. Mm-hmm. But, um, Last thing I'm gonna say, bro. You think the kicking for us is bad? Did you see the Green Bay game? Uh, nah. I heard about Mason Crosby. Oh my god, bro! When I say five, six field goals got missed back to back between Green Bay and um and Cincinnati, including the end of regulation and overtime, it was mm-hmm. absolutely ridiculous, man. Green Bay got let off the hook, but I'm gonna let you go, TJ. I, I think it was a great win, and I feel like we're gonna see a whole other offense coming out of that bye week, bro. Yeah, man, I hope so, man, because uh, they're going to have to step it up because they're about to go and and play against some really good teams, and, and a lot of these teams won their division last year, So and they definitely looking really good this year. Akeen Arthur, thank you, man. I, I appreciate it, and uh, call back anytime. All right, homie. Yeah. yeah, man, I mean, the kicking is bad for the New Orleans Saints. It, it's horrible. Uh, but, you know, Mason Crosby, if you watch the Green Bay Packers, uh, you know – they always have he always has like these little slumps, right? I, I it's like it's like that every single year. He'll like have one like really, really bad game, and then he'll come back and he'll miss a field goal for the rest of the year. So I mean that's kind of like what Mason Crosby does. Uh that's just how he he operates, man. Uh we're gonna go to God of Creation in a second, but let me read some of these comments. Uh Gail says, Congratulations on seven thousand subscribers. Who that? Thank you, Gail. I appreciate that. Uh it's Jay says. Yeah, we can't sit here and act like Breeze is someone you can just grab off the street. We'll never find another quarterback like him. Never, ever. I agree. You know, 
you're, you're doing yourself a disservice to Drew. You know, if you feel like, oh, Drew would have did this, Drew would have did that. You know, that's the reason why you celebrate him the way that you do, because he can do what other quarterbacks can't do. If, if everybody, if every quarterback can do what the greats do, then they wouldn't be so great, would they? You know, like, think about this, man. Why do some of these people that work at the Fortune 500 companies make the big bucks? It's because, you know, some of them, not everybody, some of them, you know, they 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 have their little, you know, saying, oh, I graduated from this school, that school. But for the most part, you have individuals that can do certain things that others can't do. Right. How special would you be? You know what I'm saying? Like, how special would you be if everybody can do your job? I said this before. I think I said on last week's episode. How special would it be if everybody can do what you're doing? There's a reason why we look at Drew Brees as being special. There's a reason why we look at Tom Brady and Brett Favre and Dan Marino and Joe Montana and all these other guys. Because, you know, when they left, like they left a huge hole, in, you know, in, inside of that organization. And it's hard for them to try to replicate. Look at look at the Indianapolis Colts, right? You know what I'm saying? They got Carson Wentz right now, but they haven't had steady success. I mean, what they was winning the AFC South like every single year when Peyton Manning was there, right? When he left, you had Andrew Luck. They had a few lucky years and stuff like that, no pun intended, but it it wasn't the consistency of winning like it was when Peyton was there. The the Miami Dolphins, look all these years, they still trying to look for Dan Marino. So, I mean, when you find yourself a special quarterback, there's a reason why he's special. And so I think the people work themselves up into a, a frenzy because they're looking for the next Drew Brees realizing that there never will be one i'm gonna go to god of creation uh god of creation uh last week was a little nervous about you man so i'm wondering uh is he awake today god of creation how you doing man (laughs) hey uh yeah man uh yeah about that last week man uh yeah that was a little unexpected um Hey man, like real, t- like real talk, man. Like everybody was kind of bummed out because of the loss and how yeah. we lost, and then all of a sudden I go to you, and like you sleep, and everybody <laughs> like, man, you you just man, you, hey, you was the highlight of the show, man. So we yeah. appreciate that. So you definitely came through in the clutch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Um, yeah, yeah. I, um, I went back and I remember seeing you you said my name i was like wait i don't remember talking to tj i was like wait hold on now then i'm over here i'm, I'm continuing watching the video and i hear myself snoring i was like oh lord i was like oh hey God. that was funny man that was, <laughs> hey right that was like one of the great you made the greatest moment on the state of the same podcast my book that was like that was funny man like it was so unexpected, but it was exactly what everybody needed, man, because we were, like, right, so bummed because of love. Up, for real. Yeah, but everybody just laughed, man, so I appreciate that, man. But uh, what you got for us this week? Uh, uh, this week, um, the passing game was mm-hmm. – uh, I see it kind of opened up more. Yeah. And um, I, I kind of appreciate the fact that, you know – Sean Payton wasn't a knucklehead and was right. like, fuck what everybody talking about. <laughs> I'm going to still run this ball. I don't right. care what y'all got to say. I don't care nothing about no media. Right. I'm glad he took the chance and gave Jameis Winston the opportunity to finally show what he's made of because even though what he, what he, he went 30 for 15, right? So like he had a 50%. Yeah. 
Yeah. Not the greatest, but he had his most yards. Right. 279 so, yards, yeah. So it's like I, I I don't I think I think what you know how you were talking about how you know greatness is rare. That's why we that's why we love Drew Brees. That's why we celebrate him. That's why we say he's a you know the best saint. Right. And probably will be forever. Yep. Who knows? Yep. I think I think, you know, I think Alvin going end up being, you know, a little bit better than him, but we ain't going to talk about that. <laughs> but, Everybody tied to their opinion, man. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to – people going people gonna to get mad at me. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. <laughs> but uh, I, we got to realize that we got a great wide receiver who is currently on the sidelines. Yep. That greatness – man, I'm talking I, – I hope – I hope I'm right. You know, I hope I'm not just – you know, just over here being so happy about my team, I feel like once we get Michael Thomas back, we gonna get that like 2018 Saints, uh, you know, offense to where we putting up 30 points, 30 points and 40 points, and all that madness. Cause I'm like, you know, Drew Brees, you know, what I'm saying he man had a noodle arm back then. It's like. <laughs> I yeah, mean, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, yeah. I mean, he did have, you know, he did have limitations at that time. I, I would agree yeah. with that. All right, I'm like, shoot, if, if Drew Brees over there throwing for five thousand, and he, we don't see him, you know, taking no big bomb. You know, Jameis Winston got to, hey man, he got to get him a five thousand yard game yeah. when Thomas get back. Yeah, you know, the I just hope Thomas don't come out like you know he did. Uh, Against Tampa Bay twice and right. come out here and play sixty uh, for sixty minutes and do absolutely nothing. Right, but yeah. I think that was more the um, what do you call it more the uh, scheming and they mm-hmm. knew they could, teams like hey man this is Drew Brees man we can go ahead play man play right up in everybody's face rush everybody you know what I'm saying and he got to make a. He got to make them Drew Brees throws every single time. Yep. Those split-second throws. Yep. And, you know, it just yep. didn't work out. Yeah, and man. I feel like uh, Yeah. Uh, no, nah, I was just saying, like, I mean, I, I agree, man. You know, like, there was a way that you can play you can play them, you know, like because, you know, you know Drew Brees was limited at that time. So, Jameis Winston definitely does open up the offense. And, uh, you know, I think that you're going to see a difference You when the Saints start to get – uh, those wide receivers back when you get Trey Quan and you get Michael Thomas back, I think you're gonna see a difference, right? And like you, yeah. uh, I think last week you touched on it. You were like, Well, you know, Jameis, you, uh, you, uh, you were like, Jameis is good, but he's not great, you know, compare if you compare him to his counterparts like Josh Allen and that Prescott and, um, you know, all, all the uh, Baker Mayfield and all them other people, but it's like, you know. When we when we put him in these conversations, we gotta we gotta talk about he don't got his number one wide receiver like everybody does. Right. You know what I'm saying? He uh you know he, he don't got nobody to do all this crazy, you know, do all this crazy stuff, always be getting open. You know, that's the person to where it's like, oh man, we uh it's third and fourth. Man, we gonna head go, yes, run this slant route and <laughs> get, get right. this first down. Right. We don't we don't really got nobody like that. And, you know, I feel yeah. like once he comes back, 
he's just gonna open like it's, it's gonna, you know, Alvin Kamara's gonna get his, you know, out now Alvin Kamara can't just be the uh shut down Alvin and we win. You know what I'm saying? Now it's gotta be like, oh man, we gotta shut down uh, Alvin and Mike T. Then you got, you know what I'm saying? You can't do you can't do both, you know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> you, yeah, you, you gotta yeah, you you definitely yeah you definitely gotta pick uh you gotta pick and choose, man. No doubt right. about that. But uh, God of Creation, man, I got a few more calls on there. You know, I want to say thank you, man. I appreciate you uh for you know giving us your input on the game and uh call back anytime, man. Stay woke. Yeah, you too, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> <take> it <laughs> and my God, man, God of Creation, man. He, he made some good points, man. You know, he talked about. When Mike T and you know and Traquan when they come back, and he also talked about the limitations uh, that the Saints had, and you know they did have limitations. But I, I want to give people optimism. You know, like before we get to Josh, I want to give people some optimism here. All right, I want people to really fully understand this. All right, for weeks we come here on the State of the Saints podcast pre and post shows, and we talk about the Saints, and we talk about how the Saints are limited uh, as an offense. Uh, we talk about how. You know, they don't have guys that can get separation and all this kind of stuff, right? But Jameis is still out there throwing the ball to these cats, right? And they're not the best cats in the world to throw the ball to. I, I have to say this. I don't know who said it, but I would have to say the Saints, when it comes to the wide receiver group, and no disrespect to those guys, but they they bottom of the barrel. You know what I'm saying? They're not very good, like, as far as, like, taking over games, right? They're, ve- they're very fundamentally sound receivers, which you need on your team. So what do you think Jameis can do when he actually has a playmaker in Michael Thomas to come back, a guy that he can get the ball to that can do some dang, uh, things with that? You know, I, I I have an appreciation for quarterbacks who take the bare minimum and they do something with it. So people may not like Jameis Winston and, you know what I'm saying, they might, he might leave a lot to be desired, but what he actually has on the field, what he actually – uh, has on the field as of right now, and he's throwing that, throwing these passes to these guys and giving these guys opportunities to make plays, you have to give him some level of respect for that. Because other players, like if you do this for uh, with the Jets or do that with it, like 49ers or something like that with their situation, I don't think you'll have this type of success. So I have to give him some respect and a, not, uh, you know, a notch in his belt because of that. So I, I think people need to understand that too. Like, people expect this man to play all world, but he ain't got nobody to throw it to that is all world. He, he, he don't have that. He don't he don't have the weapons that a Brady has. He doesn't have a, a weapon like Aaron Rodgers had. doesn't have some of these weapons, you know what I'm saying, like Minnesota has, you know what I'm saying, with, with Thielen and, and Jefferson. You know, even out there in Cincinnati, like, they, you know, they got weapons. He does not have weapons. He has limited role-playing guys. So I think people just need to pump the brakes and when they're assess- you know, evaluating this dude so harshly because he really doesn't have anybody. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you're going to the basketball court. I, I, I like to use basketball court examples because everybody's been there. Everybody's been to the park. And it's like, you know, you go out there and you're playing, right? Is y'all, y'all playing a full man, right? And you it's you and, you know what I'm saying, like it's three other guys. The other three other guys aren't as good as you, right? So that, you know what I'm saying, by the process of elimination, you're taking over the game. You might have one player on your team, he tall. So what you going to tell him, man, stand on the go. If I miss, you know what I'm saying, catch a rebound or whatever, try to put it back up or throw it back out. Other guy, you know, he might be fast or something like that, but can't really lay up. So he probably have a little bit more hustle. 
So you put these guys in places to succeed. The next thing you know, okay, I'm the shooter. We got a rebounder. We got a guy that can, you know what I'm saying, that can catch the ball and he's fast. Nobody can't catch him. And then you got the other guy out there that might make a shot and might miss. But you still got to, you know what I'm saying, like you still got a formidable team because you understand what people's limitations are and you understand that, but you, you put them in positions to succeed, right? If you put the big man out there and he on the top of the key, well, you know, nobody ain't going to pay him no mind because you throw it to the top of the key, it probably going to go over the rim. You, you know what I'm saying? So I give him a lot of credit for that. I, I, I got to give this man respect for, you know, what he does. Uh, Donald, thank you very much for $2. Says, what up, TJ? Great game for Marshawn Lattimore. Yeah, it really was, Donald. No doubt about that. All right, we're going to go to Josh. Uh, Josh, how you doing, man? Hey, TJ, you owe me money, man. I owe you money. What happened? You stole all my points I was going to make, dude. <laughs> nah, man, don't do I that, man. <laughs> all the things you said, man, that's some of the stuff I was going to say, especially that Alan Kamara didn't have a good, didn't have a great but good game, did his job, all right. that. Right. That was going to be my point to make. And then Jerry and Kimo and everybody was going to give me them props. Like, yeah, Josh always has a good point. <laughs> now I got nothing. I got nothing to say. They're going to think I'm done now. Nah, what am I supposed to do? You know what I mean? Well, you, you can legal, bro. Nah, well, you could go ahead and hey, look. I, I, I have, they had this exercise when I was in college, uh, Josh. And, um, it was in my communication class. So the, it started off when the teacher told uh, a rumor to the first person in the class. And they had like 30 people in the class. And, yeah. you know, you had to pass the rumor from person to person. And uh, the person, you know, the very last person who, you know, they tell the rumor to has to come in front of the class and tell you what the teacher said. But it was yeah. completely different. So my point to you is this. I might have said that, but I guarantee you if you're making a point, it's going to sound completely different. All right. So. You can make your point <laughs> and, uh, you know, just tell us what you think, man. Ain't nothing wrong. Ain't nothing wrong with us being on the same page, but I'm pretty sure we're not going to deliver it the same. Right. <laughs> no, but Hey, I didn't see the whole game because like this was my graduation weekend and everything. Yeah, so I was kind yeah. of preoccupied. Yeah. Congratulations you, to you again, man. Yeah. Did you get my thank you email back by the way? Cause you didn't say nothing. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I got the email back, man. But you know, I'm I'm out of town, so I didn't get an opportunity to, like, you know, answer the emails and stuff like that, man. Just been trying um, to uh, get out of town with my wife and stuff like that. But I, I did get the email, and you know, and man, anytime, man, I appreciate that. Well, you know what graduation weekend proved to me yesterday, TJ, is that the state of the Saints podcast and you have become a national phenomenon. You want to hear what happened yesterday? No, what was that? Okay, so you know how at commencements, like, the, the president of a university speaks, right? Mm-hmm. So Wendy Winterstein, the president of Iowa State University, gets up there to speak while we're all sitting there. And I swear to God, she does this. She goes, hi, my name is Wendy Winterstein, and I am the provost of Iowa State University. Now I'm here to give <laughs> you to everybody to have the graduated <laughs> class of 2020. I swear to God, it's true. You got to believe me, right? Oh man, I got to man. Like I got, I'll have to believe you because you said it. <laughs> no man, but I will tell you what, man. Thanks for your support. Thanks for your video. It's my mom was there. My mom was crying and everything, and um, it was just uh, it was some kind of experience. I walked into Hilton Coliseum. Like, do you watch college basketball at all? Yeah, yeah, I do, man. Okay, so Hilton Coliseum is where the Iowa State Cyclones play. Um, yeah, and, mm -hmm. um, I walked onto that, like what's usually a basketball court and they just had so much like decoration and people's names, everybody's name who was graduated was going across like that, like 
I don't know what you call that that sort of line Titantron where you know what I'm talking about, right? Um, yeah. And it was it was I don't know how to describe it. It was just a whole magical experience, man. And then right. when I walked across, hey, do you want the video from clip from when I walked across the stage? You want me to send that to you? Yeah, man, send it to you, man, so we can we can put it on the show. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so, so yeah, but it was great. But yeah, but like. Back to the Saints, I pretty much, like, basically, like I said, you kind of stole my points. I think you were right about pretty much everything. I don't have anything to push back on, really. Jameis did play better than people gave him credit for. Obviously, some bonehead moments. Um, But, I mean, you know, the Callaway thing was pretty cool. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and um, Alvin Kamara, you know, people expect Alvin Kamara to have 200 yards every game. That's just not going to happen. Right. Um, it doesn't matter how good you are. So Alvin Kamara, he didn't have a great game, but he had a solid one. He did his darn job. Right. Um, our defensive line wasn't, uh, you know, they gave that quarterback some time. <laughs> Horrible. Like, it, it, yeah, they, they, they all, their defensive line is, is not very good right now. No, but here's the thing, though, TJ. The Saints are doing what they do every year. They're, they're fielding an, basically an average football team. Now, They've been fielding an average football team talent-wise for the last 15 years. The X factor has been Drew Brees, right? Exactly. Good um, point. Yeah, and so now they're still fielding an average football team, but now they don't have Drew Brees. Now they still do mm. have the greatest offensive coach of all time, Sean Payton. Right. But it's going to take Sean a minute to make that transition to, to, to consistent winning football without Drew. You know what I'm saying? Because right. remember, like they're not going out and getting stars. The Saints are never just going to go. And get, they're always going to field an average team to save money and stuff. So right. um, we there's going to be these growing pains. But like these fans that, that um, you know, King Arthur and you were talking about that just every week want to like fire this player or fire that player. We're in a transition period now, man. And we're going to be in a transition period for most of the season, and we just got to accept that. Um, it There's a lot more positives than negatives going on, though. And um, Jameis is starting to show the talent that we always knew that he had. Right. And he is making mistakes, but he is making less of them. And yep. we just haven't completely put it together yet. But once we do, which should be towards the second half of the season, that's where we're going to get on like a streak and show what we can really do. That's I guess that's what i got to say. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just think when everybody starts to come back, it's gonna start gelling. And I do believe people need to give Jameis more credit, uh, you know, than they actually give him. And I, I just think that people are, are looking at him uh for being that quarterback that we uh really didn't like when he played for Tampa, but he's our quarterback right now. And I'm seeing a lot of different things in Jameis that I did not see uh in Tampa, which is a good thing. And I think it's only gonna get better once he has some weapons around him. But Josh, once again, man, congratulations to you. Make sure you send that video to me and, uh, you know, man, just uh, keep going upwards, man. That's that's the important thing, man. You walk across the stage, it's a great it's a great feeling and stuff like that, you know, but just keep on reaching for the stars, man. Keep on, keep on moving forward. Hey, play it for everybody else when you get it. I want people to be able to see it. Oh, yeah, that's 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 what I want. That's why I want you to send me the video. I want to make yeah, sure. Yeah, I want Gary and um, OG and Kimo and everyone to see it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 All right. Definitely going to do that, man. Just send it to me, man. And I appreciate you for calling in. Congratulations. All right, brother. See you later. All right. Take it easy. Yeah, man. Um, Look, Josh says, if if you've been following the State of the Saints podcast and been following that that man's journey, uh, you you have no choice but to be happy for 
for him, man. You know, going through all that adversity and still, you know, finding, you know, a way to graduate from college. I mean, it's a great feeling, you know. No doubt about that. Congratulations to him. Good guy. Good guy. Gonna read a few comments, then we're gonna go to Mike. Alpha Sports says the Saints are 18 and 2 in the month of October. That's great. Uh, I agree, Josh. Warner uh had at least 10 tackles today. He wasn't Luke Keekley, but he wasn't bad either. I hope nobody out here talking about wait a minute. Come on now. I, I gotta read this. Let me see. Pete Warner allowed Heineke to convert a third and long on the ground because he was too busy dropping into coverage. Heineke crossed the LOS. Uh aggressive means line of scrimmage. And Warner was still dropping in coverage. Look, man, that's that's small potatoes, Jerry. Look, we can't make we can't make mountains out of, you know what I'm saying, little molehills, man. Pete Warner, more times than not, is a really good player. Um, I know you remember that pass that, that Heineke tried to throw to the red zone. Uh, he ended up, uh, you know, breaking that pass up. You know, I mean, it was, you know, just, the dude is a really good player, okay? And we can't just nitpick. You're not going to have perfection every play, all right? You're not going to have lights out plays all the time you know like even the best of the best uh get the best of you know get the, get best it sometimes okay and p warner uh this guy has been leading the team in tackles over the last couple of weeks he's a really good uh linebacker in coverage so he's a better player more times than not so i just go ahead and give him a pass if he's not where he need to be you know every once in a while because more times than not he's made a play and he's made a difference. And uh, the Saints, from a linebacker perspective, you can tell, uh, you know, you can tell the difference. You know, would you like to have Zach Bond back there? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, would you like to have him back there? Because I guarantee you, you're going to see more than just one instance that you can bring up there, Jerry. So um, let's, just, let's not nitpick so much, man, because nine times out of ten, P. Warner is playing really, really well. Uh, no, he didn't break that pass up. The wide receiver dropped it. Well, like I said, it, he was right there with the, you know what I'm saying, with the receiver. And, you know what I'm saying, so he was right there underneath him. And I'm pretty sure, like, he was so close to him, if the receiver would have caught it, he could have easily, like, hit the guy. So, I mean, who knows? He could have knocked the ball out of his hand. So, like I said, man, we can sit up here and we can nitpick all day about little small plays. But I can give you a stat line if you give me a minute. And I can tell you about how, how really good he's been over the last couple of weeks. But, you know, every you know, we, we can't expect a person to be perfect all the time. The dude had 13 tackles. I'm going to say that again. Dude had 13 tackles, eight solo, okay, eight solo tackles, which means outside of Demario Davis, who had eight, and Malcolm Jenkins, who had seven, he had more tackles than anybody else on the team. So you know what they're saying? That he's the most productive guy out there defensively when it comes to making tackles. So like I said, if he makes a mistake, Every now and then, I will let it slide. I think that you know we go, we get ourselves into you know this 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 frenzy when we nitpick every little small play that don't go our way. Those guys on the other side of the ball get paid to make plays too. But we're gonna go to Mike. Mike, how you doing, man? Doing pretty good, TJ. How you doing? I'm doing fine, man. So what what you got for us? So yeah, uh, you know you t- you touched on a lot of what I wanted to talk about, which was uh, you know some of the defensive stuff, and of course Jameis. Um, uh-huh. But what I really got to bring up is uh, Mr. Blake Gillikin. How about oh, yeah. him? Oh yeah. I I uh, I think that the Saints have found an actual playmaker at punter. Yeah. <laughs> so I uh, you know 
I don't know what else can be said about him. I, I, I think I read that he earned his game ball uh, after the game. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I think that was nothing but well-deserved on his part. So definitely had to bring him up. Um, obviously, uh, Marshawn was on fire the entire day. Uh, I, I think somehow he got better after that thumb injury. <laughs> but I don't know what else you could say. That dude was flying across the field the entire game. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and then, you know, I, someone said in the comments earlier, and I, and I think this actually sums up what, what a lot of the Jameis haters are like. Uh, Jameis is the only QB in the league that has to play perfectly every game. Yep. Yeah. That's true. So, yeah. That's true. Yeah, that, that's definitely true, man. You know, that's, that's the issue I have, Mike. You know, and, and I, I know why. And it has absolutely, like, nothing to do with him as a person. It, it's more of the narrative that was said about him. Because anytime, like, he makes a mistake, you know, there's a graphic that comes up. Oh, he had more turnovers than anybody since 2016. Anytime that he throws an interception, anytime that he makes a mistake, it's amplified. Because he is the poster boy for mediocrity. He's the poster boy for what bad quarterback play is supposed to be. And you have a lot of individuals trying to create that narrative. So anytime he gives them bulletin board material to create that narrative, they will. And you don't have individuals like me and you who sit back and we do research and we evaluate him as a quarterback in his decision-making and to see that he is making better choices. It's, it's a lazy commentary to me. It's when you take something uh, that it, that people say is part of the norm and you keep on constantly pushing that agenda. That's lazy. And you're not looking at the, the progress that that person makes. You're, you're doing a disservice to your listeners, your viewers, as well as anybody that, that feels like you're the go-to guy uh, for information. I just feel like you're using folks. So that, yeah. that's the way I feel about it. You got to give a guy a chance to change the narrative. Absolutely. And uh, one of the, one of the ways is, um, or one of the uh, examples of that is, you know, they, you know, I am a stats guy, but I do recognize yeah. that stats don't tell the whole story. You look at James right. stats, this game, you know, it kind of looks like how he looked week one. It's like, wait, you know, he, got almost 300 yards and four touchdowns, but why, you know, why does he only complete 50% of his passes? Right. People who watch the game will see that uh, about half of those incomplete passes, maybe even more, the receivers butterfingered those. Yeah. 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 I mean, but people aren't going to look at that. Now there was some passes that he overthrew. Yeah. You know, a couple yeah. of receivers. I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say, Oh, it was all their fault, but there were opportunities. There was a back shoulder fade that Callaway had in his hands. It was incomplete. Uh, the incompletion by Alvin Kamara would have turned into a really big play. Who knows? He probably would have got some extra yards on that. Uh, I want to say Juwan Johnson also dropped the pass. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there were several situations and instances, and I agree with you, Mike, that, you know, people aren't going to look at, right? They're not going to go back to look at that because they feel like nobody cares. But people know this, that Jameis Winston don't supposed to be a good quarterback, so they're going to believe me, right? So it, it's it's not fair to Jameis. And it's not fair to anybody that that looks for those, that person because they feel like that that media personality is credible. So, yeah, but he definitely has to play perfect every week. So overall, what do you think about the game defensively, offensively? What do the Saints do uh, in your eyes, man? And what are some things you feel like they need to clean up on? So I definitely, um, you know, the D-line didn't play as well as they normally do. They're usually much more dominant, but mm -hmm. um, I think the – I think that kind of was just an outlier game. Uh, I thought the secondary overall had a pretty damn good game, all things considered. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Mark, you know, Marcus Williams had a big play. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Marshawn had a big play. Adebo had another interception. I think Adebo's really growing into his role. Right. Um, offensively, I think definitely opened up more compared to right. last time. Right. Um, you know, I was really, uh, I was really impressed with those deep passes. I, you know, I was hoping. I was hoping that maybe we could get, uh, you know, at least one or two scores just either on the ground or off the short pass again. Because I'm like, are we just going to be dependent on the deep ball now? You know, kind of right. sh- kind of shifted the narrative completely. Yeah. Um, I almost thought Carl Granderson lost the game on special teams. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I did too, man. I'm not yeah, going to lie. I, I'm, I'm, I'm like, not, oh, no. no. Uh, man. And I really, you know, I was uh, – I was – Watching it with my family, I'm like the refs are just trying to hand this game over to Washington. Man, uh, yes. I, they they did not have their best officiating game, mm-hmm. um, but you know I think you know I, I don't really buy into all those conspiracies. But overall, definitely a lot of improvement. Um, lots of stuff to look forward to when yeah. uh, people start coming back. So I think David on Yamada. So I'm not saying everybody's coming back next week, but David on Yamada is the only person that can't come back next week, right? That's correct. That's correct. Yeah. So could get everybody else back, maybe. Yeah. But really hoping I really um obviously I'm hoping Mike Thomas comes back and then I obviously I would actually really love to see Quan back if I had right. to like think about who I would most want to see back. I obviously right. want everybody back, but I, yeah. I think I think Quan just kind of rounds out the defense a whole lot. Right. And uh, I think I think they really need him back. Yeah, I, I just think that the speed that he brings, uh, his ability to dissect plays really, really quick, and he's such a sure tackler and also really good in coverage if you need that. Now, I, I do think that Pete Warner has the, the possibility of being that type of player. He's not mm-hmm. as fast as Quan Alexander, but I think he he's a, he's a very smart football player, and I think that over time he can be like one of those guys that can be the anchor for the defense uh, as time goes on, but – uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what all these guys can do, man, together collectively as a team, and hopefully uh, they can get it all together, man, because they got a gauntlet down the stretch, Mike. Definitely, yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time, man. Appreciate it. Thank you, TJ. Bye bye. Right. right. Yeah, man. It's gonna be it's gonna be tough, man. It's gonna be tough. Uh, but want to take a quick break and we'll get back to the chosen and Quinn. But I have to acknowledge the sponsors of the State of the Saints podcast, and I want to thank the fine folks at the Pigskin Podcast Network and DraftKings. Uh, another week of the NFL season means another shot to win at DraftKings. Sportsbook is an official Spets betting partner of the NFL. News customers can bet just $1 on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. So the last time a game ended in a 0-0 tie was back in 1943. So I have to say it's a no-brainer. If sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't let you uh, let leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play a huge cash prize all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at a million dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So all you have to do, if you're a first-time uh, user of DraftKings, use the promo code TPPN and you'll be able to uh, get a $100 deposit if you put down $1. So they're giving a, a credit to those new uh, users of DraftKings. So shouts out to DraftKings. And also a, sh- a special shout out to Manscaped.com, the official sponsor of the State of the Saints podcast. 
uh, the number one choice for all male grooming needs. Go to manscaped.com. Use the promo code State of Saints. All one word, State of Saints. You will save 20% off of your purchase. And so many supporters of the State of the Saints podcast use Manscaped. They tell me how much they enjoy the product. So thank you all for your support. And finally, I uh, want to thank Everlast as well. Everlast, uh, since 1910, has been your choice in combat sports. Dating back way back in the day to legendary heavyweight champion Jack Johnson, man. So Everlast has been around for a very, very long time. And you will be able to get 30% off of your purchase with Everlast by using the promo code SOS30. All right, SOS30. So thank you to Everlast. Now, we're going to go ahead and we're going to get uh, to the phone calls once back once again. And uh, we're going to go to Chosen. Chosen, how you doing, man? What's going on, TJ Jones, the host? Yes, sir. Not, not, not the man. <laughs> How you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good, man. The game. Uh, Chosen, hey, I'm I'm having a little issue uh hearing you, man. I'm having a little issue hearing you. What about now? Uh, I can hear you now. Okay, cool. Like I was saying, man, the talk about a little about the game. The game was cool, man. I really have no complaints. I pretty much think that we see what is to be expected given right. the injuries, given you know, our situations. I'm just glad we got away with the W. Like I said, I know we're going to clean right. it up. But, TJ, mm-hmm. I really want to talk about Cam Jordan. Um, I kind of <laughs> was hard on him myself. Right. Uh, TJ, do you know the last time Cam Jordan had a sack? I want to say, well, uh, about a week. It's been a minute, man. I want to say about five, six games or something like that. I'll I'll take Christmas Day, Vikings game. Okay. Yeah, that was quite but, a was... Yeah. <laughs> but guess what, TJ? <laughs> I tell you what. How many games has this man missed since he's been a New Orleans Saint? Never. He never missed a game. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so if he's just now starting to decline and this man never missed a game, he never take a playoff, I'm cool with that. I don't yeah. understand we want 19 and 15 and 16 and a half sacks from Cam Jordan. want to see him climbing the levels when he get his sack. We haven't seen that in a while, but the man doing what right. he's supposed to do, it's still for the time. You know what I'm saying? He he's right. been giving he been dominating the last 10 plus years. He's been getting double digit sacks, but now we gotta face the music. Well, he might not. I know they got the whole juice thing. He might be running a little on juice now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the man might it might it might be time for him to take some water with some vitamins now. He can't have the juice no more. You know, he all yeah. juiced out. But I mean he's right. not washed. Everybody kept saying, Man, Cam washed now. Nah, like you said, I like your definition of wash. Washed is when you can no longer perform until the ability. He is yep. not washed. He's limited due to father time in my eyes. I feel like he's been in the league. Teams know how to scheme against him. And, and pretty soon you can't, you ain't going to be the same man you was five, ten years ago, especially playing on a high level. He's been carrying us, and I think we just fall. You know, I feel like we got new guys for a reason. He's setting the tone on the edge. And I, I just feel like Cam Jordan, man, he get a pass in my book for not, being the Cam Jordan of old, because he's still being productive. He's doing what he got to do, but the man, what, 32, 33, something like that? Yeah, 32. I'm, I mean, he's he doing what he can do, and he's still out there. He's still playing. You can see he's trying. I can see if he wasn't trying. The, and to me, it looked like the man's trying. Like, you know, and and like you said, he still loves the game. He, he still plays with passion and grit. He's still a leader to me. He yeah. just may not be, you know, look, if we could say that about Malcolm Jenkins. Malcolm Jenkins used to be 
be be the man like with Philly and, and Saints, but now he's he's playing to what he can do now. Now he's using his experience to make up for what he could that he could no longer once do with his youth. You know, I feel like he's using the game, his knowledge, and just understanding the situations to 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 contribute and and make contributions to the team, bro. But I just wanted to talk about Cam Jordan. He's doing good in run support. He's still a member of the team. It may not show up on the stats, but the man's getting precious. He he he's still somebody you got a game plan and scheme against. He's still respect one of the most respected defenders out there. So I still respect the man. And you gotta give him credit where credit due. It's a tough position. It's a tough league. He go up against, you know, he don't always go up against the best offensive um tackles and guards and all that. But I mean, it's still the NFL. The man doing what he could do, given his age, given the miles on his body. I mean, never missed a game, TJ, for like what, eleven years, twelve, ten years. He right. never missed a game. Never take a playoff. He's always there. Knock on wood. And he always shows up ready to go to work, man. So if he not getting the sacks like he used to, that's cool with me. But he he still who that, and he still a he still an ambassador for the New Orleans Saints and New Orleans as a whole, man. So I, I'm shout out to Cam Jordan, man. Yeah, yeah, I, I think Cam Jordan is an extremely talented player. I think he still is. You know, like I said, I just think that people's uh, definition of what a defensive end actually is and involves a person making a whole bunch of sacks. So I, I definitely feel like people need to, uh, you know, look at Cam Jordan a little bit differently and look at what he does do, you know. But I don't think that just because a guy ain't out here getting four and five sacks a game, that don't mean that, you know, he's a bad defensive end. You know, I, I think that a lot of people need to lo- use the logic that you did, Chosen. I appreciate right. it, man. Yeah, no I problem, pre- man. One more thing before I go. Like, if you uh-huh. want to look at numbers – Look at um Aaron Donald. You know, last couple of years, I think he got close to 20, but they missed the playoffs the last two years, I believe. Yeah. So you got to look at it into perspective. Like, the numbers is good. We want we want it. Yeah, we want to be able to brag and say, man, Cam Jordan got – he wanted the top five sack leaders and everything. But sometimes, bro, it, it, it's about those big play moments, those in-game moments. Like Craig Robertson used to make. You know, he right. wasn't always a starting linebacker, but every time he came in, he made one big play a game. Made that, a difference, that, yeah. yeah. He made a difference. So long as Cam Jordan keep making the difference, he ain't never got to have 20 and double-digit sacks with me. long as he's doing what he can do to help the team win and he's not giving up, and, and I know he's giving his hardest, that's that's all right with me, man. But that's yeah, all I got. You I too. Your time, man. All right, no problem, Chosen. Take it easy, man. You too, sir. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point, you know, uh, with Cam Jordan. You know, I put a poll question up, you know, and I asked the question, you know, do you feel that, uh, you know, that Cam Jordan, do you believe that he's washed? And I didn't like I think a lot of people get this thing like misconstrued. A lot of the questions that I ask don't come from me. Right. It's not my personal opinion about something. And I'm not looking for a men corner because that would make me look like I'm just a narcissistic jerk. Right. Uh, I believe this. So I want I want to know who believes this with me. No, it was it was a combination of individuals that I've seen criticizing cam jordan and his ability you know is or you know lack thereof of getting to the quarterback you know i look at cam jordan's stats today he had four tackles he had three solo he had one tackle for loss one pass deflection and one quarterback hit so he's getting to the quarterback you know what i'm saying he's also being disruptive in, in run support and for those that just feel like yo man he ain't getting sacks he ain't getting sacked i want y'all to understand something okay i'm a little bit of a football historian and I think that it is pretty suffice uh, that I tell this story because the Saints actually played this team. Uh, there was a legendary defensive end, and his name uh, was Dexter Manley. Uh, some of y'all probably know if you you watch football for a long time, Dexter Manley was a defensive end. 
uh, he was known for getting a whole bunch of sacks, right? He He's in a Hall of Fame right now, if I'm not mistaken, Dexter Manley. But the thing about it is Dexter Manley struggled in run support. Like, it was so bad to a point where they had to take him out of the game because he had no interest at all in, in trying to make a tackle on a running back. The only thing that he focused on was trying to get to the quarterback for a sack. And he had to wait to go into the Hall of Fame for a very, very long time, like a really long time because he didn't pay attention to run support and stuff like that. Stopping the run, getting tackles for loss, that is extremely important, is extremely important for a defensive end. Even if you don't believe me, allow somebody to run to the right side and run down the sidelines, right? You're going to know how important it is to have a defensive end that can be able to stop the run, that can be able from time in, you know what I'm saying, from time to time to get the quarterback off his spot. So it's important, right? You know what I'm saying? Like I said, it, it doesn't always equate to success. That That's what they tell you. Oh, he's not getting to the quarterback. Therefore, he's not a good defensive end. That's not true. You know, you got to be able to do the little things too, man. And if Cam Jordan is not in the game, if he's not stopping the run and he's not being as consistent, think about all these different guys that have come to the Saints organization as pass rushers that have gotten hurt that we counted on. But Cam Jordan, like Chosen said, has always been here, and he's one of those guys that we take for granted. We talk about Drew Brees being an Iron Man. I think we need to give this man some credit too. And not to mention, uh, for the exception of this probably this year, he was on the field probably like 95 96% of the time. So he took almost every snap, and he never missed a game. That 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 is incredible. So it's hard for me to criticize a guy like Cam Jordan. Is Cam Jordan the Cam Jordan he once was? No, okay? I'm not the man I once was. And when I was 25, I'm 35, right? I mean, Father Time is undefeated. So I, I I don't have an issue with Cam Jordan, man. Cam Jordan has given us some great moments in the Who That Nation. And if the man 32 years old and, uh, you know, he's not doing what he once did, but he's still being productive, I have no problem with that. We're going to go to Quinn. Uh, Quinn will be the final call that we take on this episode. Quinn, how you doing, man? Yeah, hello. How you doing, man? What's going on, man? How you been? Man, I've been all right, man. Yeah, uh, yeah. what you think about the game today? I mean, I believe it was smooth to me, man, for what it mm-hmm. was. Yeah. I'm trying to I've been, I'm trying to figure out what's been the problem with what, what everybody complaining about. That's what I'm confused about, really. Well, if if they if they ain't have nothing to complain about, uh Quinn, I mean they wouldn't be Saints fans, right? I mean if right. they, we we argue and we cry and whine about the smallest things, man. Like if a guy, you know, miss a pass, I mean, he he world beat on first down and he miss a pass on right. second down on third down, he suck. You know what I mean? You know how it right. go, man. It's just like <laughs> the thing. My thing is, it ain't nothing you know to be worrying about you because of the fact that we know all our players not back yet. You get what I'm yes. saying? Yes, and so we winning. Think- Right, so you just <laughs> winning the way we winning now. We don't have the our full potential players back and everything like that, but it's gonna be dangerous right now. This, this is the good people don't realize about the right receiver thing. This is perfect right now because we finding out who's our number two and our number three now. So yeah. once once Thomas come back, everything gonna be in motion. Right, so like I keep telling y'all, keep talking about Trey Quan, man. Nobody worrying about this man no more. We got Kenny Steele's back. I think that's gonna be a good combination, bro. Uh, mm-hmm. I think him. I think I think him. Um, Thomas and I thought I thought Harris over Callaway just because. Yeah, but well, I think I, well, I'm gonna say this, Quinn. I think Callaway 
is not doing what we want him to do because he because he's looked at as a number one. He's not a right. Number, he, he's not a number one nowhere. Like no disrespect to him. Like he mm-hmm. made some he made some really spectacular catches and he's bailed out James quite a bit. <laughs> but his like he's not a number one. I mean receiver at all. all right. You know what I'm saying? So I think in, in his role when when Mike comes back, you're gonna see like him be productive because. Mm-hmm. I mean, going up against Jay Alexander, uh, going up against like some of the like Jay and Bradbury and all these other guys, like you, you probably struggle against them. Mm-hmm. But if you're going up against the the third, fourth cornerback on the depth chart, you can win that matchup, man. And right. then this experience that he's getting going up against the elite of the elite at corner, it's gonna help him pay. It's gonna pay dividends when he going up against the third, fourth cornerback, right? Because I mean, right. you've been seeing number. You've been seeing double teams and, and, and you know what I'm saying, and man coverage on some of the top tier from the top tier corners. So you should mm-hmm. be straight. And then we talking about Jameis. Man, that man doing good to me. I don't know what nobody talking about. The, for mm-hmm. one, the playbook not even open yet. You get what nah, I'm saying? They not even, he not even really opened the playbook enough for Jameis, really. If that's that's the real truth of the matter is. Right. Because at the end of the day, we all know he, if, it, if it's time to get that ball down the field, we're going to get it down the field. Right, you know what I'm saying, and that's just the difference. Now I think he just ain't his love. I think they what that is. I forgot. I forgot what that thing called. What they call acclimation. They just trying to play him right now. They trying to just get. Yeah. The, you know what I'm saying. Let him feel for like being a real starter again or something. Cause I trust me. I think once like once we get off this bye week, once everybody like really start getting back in motion, I yeah. think we're gonna be beautiful, man. Our defense been going crazy. I don't know what nobody talking about. Lattimore been having his best year. I ain't gonna hold you. That boy yep. going crazy. Yep, I mean he was, you know. I mean that boy, and, that boy going crazy. And then I like, I like, uh, I'm starting, I'm starting to like, uh, what's his name? What's his name? In number uh, twenty nine, Adubo. Yeah, what's his name? Is? Yeah, Debo. Yeah, I'm starting to like, I'm starting to like him too. He just got to start being more consistent to keep his head up a little bit more. But he's starting, he's starting to get in there. And um, yeah, I like what we got going so far. I ain't gonna lie to you. I ain't got yeah. no real complaints. Everything I'm seeing is good to me. I, we just, we just having a problem with our kickers. That's the thing been killing us. Yeah, I mean, even with him, I mean, Will Lutz, I mean, he he was off IR. Uh, he could have played, but the, I can understand why the Saints right. don't want to, you know what I'm saying, push them. Yeah, yeah, especially, mm-hmm. like, if you're trying to make a playoff run, man, you need some big kicks. Going up against some of these top-tier teams, man, you're going to need field goal mm-hmm. kicking. Going up against Buffalo on, on, on Thanksgiving, you got Tampa Bay coming up, you know what I'm saying, high-powered offense, right. you got the Cowboys. So you, you're going to need – you're going to need some good field goal kicking, man, to keep you in some of these games or – a, a go ahead win for the game. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? We know that Lust can do that. We've seen that on several occasions, man. That's why, that's why I'm like, we good. That's why I'm like, I'm already know we good. The only thing that really been hurting us really has been on field goal because mm-hmm. all the games, especially like the little two games we lost, like the 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 Jets game would have been straight. Right. We, we needed a field goal that whole game. We just needed mm-hmm. some them field goals. And who right. I forgot who we lost against the first. Now who our first loss was? Uh, let me see. The same. Ooh, ooh, the Saints played in week two. Uh, the Carolina Panthers. Carolina Panthers. We lost, lost against Carolina. that. Oh yeah, we showed. Dude. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's because everybody Carolina. was out. Though everybody was out that game. Yeah, man. That's when all the coaches. Right. Was that don't even count. Yeah. Don't even count that game. That was, <laughs> that was stupid. Yeah. It's it's, it everybody seems like gone. Carolina coming back down to earth, man. You know. Right. I mean, they lost today against Philly, and they lost last week against the Cowboys. So, uh, man, they they got a little two game losing streak going right now, man. So I don't know if they're going back. Back to reality, right. or that's I mean, all it was, man. They just had a little hot start, man. They gonna yeah. Sam Donald gonna start catching up soon. Real <laughs> Sam Donald gonna come out again. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He yeah, just, I, he just I be trying it. to show off a little bit. <laughs> they gonna show him. They gonna shut him down though. That's what I'm saying. We gonna be good. That's why I'm like, bro, we good. Bro. That's why I can't wait to we. I just, cause who we play against when we come back? 
Okay, so we get back. Uh, gonna be Monday night football. Ooh. Saints got a little bit of a break because they're going up against Seattle, but uh, Russell Wilson gonna be he out. Gonna be out, ain't he? Yeah, so you you going up against Geno Smith now? I'm not gonna say that Geno Smith ain't capable of getting no, you know, what I'm saying getting the W. You know right, but with that, with, with that old line, bro, our D line just need to shut them down. We good. Hey, we, I'm gonna say this. Quinn. That's a pressure game I'm, right there to me. Yeah, yeah. Look, I feel like this. If the offensive, if the defensive line of the Saints can't get pressure on Geno Smith against the old line of Seattle, that's when I'm gonna start to get worried because the right, offensive cause line, they, right? They like one of the worst coming up, bro. They one of the worst. So I'm, I'm going to be concerned. But, mm-hmm. Quinn, man, th- thank you so much, man. Thank you for your commentary. Call back anytime, brother. All right, brother. All right, take it easy, man. Yeah, man, Quinn made some points, man. Like, this, this, he said this is the pressure game. Coming up against uh Seattle, bro, you get a break, okay? Um, Russell Wilson not playing. Uh, You get Geno Smith. I'm not, like I said, I'm not disrespecting Geno Smith because we all know that the Saints have a tendency of making average quarterbacks, mediocre quarterbacks look like world beaters. All I'm saying is, the offensive line of Seattle is not very good, all right? And if the Saints can get pressure on those guys or they can't get pressure on those guys, that's when I'm going to that's when I'm going to feel like, man, we're in trouble. Like, we're in trouble. You can't get no pressure on them. How much uh, Russell Wilson has complained about that offensive line, you know, and, and that was most almost like a deal breaker for him, you know, not wanting to come back to Seattle. So they're going to have to fix that. I'm going to read a few more, and then we're going to get up out of here. I'm going to start with uh, Soul Fingers. Soul Fingers says, facts. Uh, some folks live to complain to complain no matter what. Yeah, because they want perfection. You know, they want perfection. They want things to be perfect. But nothing is perfect. Nothing e- even perfect in your own life, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, nothing is perfect. Like, you can say my life is perfect, but you have ups and downs. And if you don't, like my grandfather would say, keep living, okay? Everything is not going to be perfect. But you expect for not more times than not for execution to be successful more so than it's not. Okay. And that's what I think that we as fans need to start looking at. Okay. Like, is this worth me dying on? You know what I'm saying? Is this my hill to die on? Like, am I just being a prisoner of the moment? Or did I really look at this guy complete body of work and and really just say he had better games than what he having today? A lot of us are so emotional because we go into every single Sunday wanting this team to win. And when they don't or things are going wrong, we're so emotional about it that we always try to find things wrong. But sometimes it's just, you know, it's just a bad day at the office. Like last week was just a bad day at the office. Okay. And they they knew that. And they came back out here. They struggled a little early in the game, but they, you know, they found ways to win. And that's what teams do. And when it comes to adversity, when they have going through adversity and they're going through growing pains, good teams find ways to win. Same players always heard Sean Payton uh, boring play calls. Well, I will say that Sean Payton play calling is definitely not boring. Uh, not this season, at least. Uh, I just think that sometimes uh, some of the plays are very questionable. Uh, like uh, I never like I have to go back. I've never seen a play action pass uh, from the one. I, I've never seen that. OK, I've never seen you backed up on a one yard line and doing a play action. Like my goodness. Okay. Because most of the time uh defensive line is like trying to rush and trying to get a safety off you. So why in the world, like you trying to throw a play action from the one, I've never seen anything like that. Like why not just try to run in between the tackles or do a little bit QB sneak in order to get Jameis out of the end zone, give him a little bit of cushion, but they threw the ball three times. So it's stuff like that. Like, I, I don't know, man. Like sometimes I just feel like Sean Payton get a little bit too aggressive, and uh, sometimes I just feel like it, he don't make the right decisions. 
I mean, people can disagree with me or not, and I'm not just going, oh, you know what I'm saying, he the head coach. Nah, that ain't good enough, okay? You know, you know when you – a per, a, a wino can tell you when you messed up, okay? And he ain't got to know nothing about what's going on, okay? You see your clothes outside, man, what you done did to your wife, what you done did to your husband. You know, he, he ain't got to be in the house to know that you outside, you know? <laughs> like, sometimes – Things are just as obvious, you know what I'm saying? Like it, like, it just didn't make sense. And that was just one of those things. It was just one of those things, man. It just did not make sense. It didn't work. Didn't like it. Wasn't a good move. And, it, and I don't know. You almost got Jameis with a safety. Uh, Josh says, TJ, is Ghost uh, doing okay? He ain't been here. Yeah, Ghost. Uh, normally, Ghost has been catching the replays. I've been checking, you know, I, I see him like in the comments or something like that. Like at the end of shows, he'll say, I watched the replay. But yeah. Go face Gorilla. Shouts out to him, man. He he still be checking us out. He just uh check out the replays. Uh, hey y'all, I ain't seen Ghost in a minute. Yeah, yeah, but he he be on the replays. Uh, you doing uh? Let me see. You going on forty eight? Looking like uh you going on twenty five? Shit, I'm almost forty five in a few months. I'm thirty five, man. I ain't forty eight yet. Okay. Well, you ask my wife, she'll think I'm forty eight. She think I. <laughs> she think I'm an old man. Okay, because I guess I act as such. You know, man, you know how it is, man. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about, man. When you're young and you did everything and went everywhere and partied and, like, when you get older and stuff like that, man, you like, all you want to do is, you know, all you, all you want is a cold a, a cold beverage, rather is a soda, a beer, and a remote in your hand. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to I'm trying to catch up on what's going on on Stars and with Hills and and uh, BFM and all them shows, man. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm a family man now. I'm a father, okay? I... I <laughs> I, I didn't live life. My life ain't over. I still got a lot to do, but I'm I'm chilling, man. I I I enjoy my life. Uh, TJ, we need to get Washington some touches. Yeah, I think he was probably gonna get some touches today, uh, King Arthur. But I don't know if he left with a concussion or what. I know he got concussed. Like you, know, you can't fool me. First off, he the the defender because he was like protecting Blake Gilligan, right? So the 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 defender like ran right into him. And he had his head down a little bit. So the defender, like, came into him, like, you know, head first. And all of a sudden, like, he started running. He just fell down. I just felt like he, you know, he got dizzy. So that, he definitely was concussed. Man, you know, that that's just what it was. The impact of uh, that that uh, defender hitting him in a helmet. I think, But I think he was part of the game plan. He probably was supposed to run the football, but, you know, he got hurt. And uh, Jeremiah said, Jan- uh, Jameis Winston are so fire, uh, and he's cooking on them players. I don't know what anybody else says about the team. We're going uh, to the rhythm uh, from Sean Payton. He trusts J-Bo for real, for real. Well, I think that they need to have a little bit more trust. Um, I, I think that the trust isn't all the way there. I think that he's trying to give Jameis opportunities to really show what he has. And Jameis Winston is a really good weapon for the Saints to have. And I think that we're really going to see this down the stretch i want to say hey, who was that i want to say god of creation he, he talked about uh drew Brees inability to get the ball down the field so you can play a lot of man coverage you can't do that with james like you play man coverage look if you play man coverage against deontay harris he gonna throw that ball down the field deontay harris because you know deontay harris has that world-class speed he's gonna get behind the defender and he's gonna hit his head on the goal post so you're going to have, like, you know, single high safeties back there. You know, like, so when you're running a football, it's going to open up and create lanes for Alvin Kamara to get more yards. You know, yards won't be as tough to come by because the safeties have to play a little further back 
so that, you know, Jameis don't throw, throw the ball behind, you know, behind him. So I think we're going to start to see the offense open up once we see guys who uh, teams respect as playmakers. So when you start to see Michael Thomas comes back, come back and you start to see other players, you know, that the Saints, uh, you know, that the Saints have that uh, other teams may respect. I think you're going to start to see the playbook open up. And I think you're going to probably going to see some some different uh, variations of the offense. But the fact that the Saints are three and two and they're very limited offensively when it comes to the playbook, I think that's a testament to Sean Payton, you know, and what a job he's doing as a head coach. And also to Jameis Winston being, you know, executing a game plan. Uh, but final thoughts, man, before I go. First, I want to read off the stat line uh, for some of the key players on the Saints team. Jameis Winston, 15 to 30, 279 yards, four touchdowns, one interception. He had a QBR of 50.9 and a quarterback rating of 108.2. OK, so he was 50 percent passing in this game. You know, some passes were dropped. Some play, uh, passes were overthrown. Uh, but all in all, I mean, he made the throws that he needed to make to convert, uh, convert third downs and also uh, give the Saints uh, some touchdown opportunities. Uh, Alvin Kamara, 16 catches for 71 yards and a touchdown. He had a long 23 yard touchdown. Uh, Jameis uh, had a six carry for 26 yards. Kenny Stills uh, tried to do a reverse one carry for one yard. Marquez Callaway led receivers, uh, four catches, 85 yards and two touchdowns. Deontay Harris had the long 72-yard touchdown. Alvin Kamara, five catches, 51 yards in the touchdown. And uh, some of the defensive players, Pete Warner with 13 tackles, followed by Demario Davis with eight. Uh, Malcolm Jenkins with seven. Tano Passingio has four. Cam Jordan Paulson Adebo also with four. And C.J. Gardner-Johnson uh, with five. And Carl Grandison uh, had a, a, a lonely sack. Okay, so the Saints did get pressure a little bit on Terrell Heineke. Uh, you know, shouts out to the Washington football team, tough team, got a lot of respect for Riverboat Ryan going for it on fourth and 14. Uh, they showed a lot of grit. Uh, it's probably going to be one of them games where they're going to be kicking themselves. If you look at the time of possession, how much time the Washington football team actually had the ball and the fact that the New Orleans Saints were able to get out of here with a victory is nothing short of a miracle. So I think all Saints fans, you need to be happy that the Saints are going into their bye week to get some of these players back that they need for us to just make this uh, make this uh, playoff, possible playoff stretch. You're playing Seattle, you're playing Tampa, you're playing Buffalo, you're playing Dallas. Uh, these are some uh, people, these are some teams that are leading their division. And the Saints are going to have to be on top of their game. They're going to have to make sure that they're playing some pretty lights out football if they're going to be able to pass this gauntlet. So I want to say thank you all for checking out the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you for all those that work with your boy. I appreciate you all staying here, even though your boy is not in front of a camera. I apologize for that. But thank you for all the people that called in. Uh, thank you for the subscribers, uh, the 7,000 subscribers that we hit today. A uh, special shout out to my guy, Jerry. I seen you were trying to get into the, I guess you were trying to get into the chat. Uh, man, I apologize, man. I, I just noticed that. So I, I apologize. You say you're going to call next show. So looking forward to hearing what you have to say about the team. Uh, everybody that's a new subscriber to the channel, thank you all so much. If you're if you haven't subscribed yet, go ahead and hit that subscription button on your way out. Go ahead and hit that like button. Hit the thumbs up. Let everybody know that you enjoyed the State of the Saints podcast. Previous episodes available on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor FM. The New Orleans Saints get the victory by a score of 33 to 22, moving their record to three and two ahead of the bye week. Till next time. All I got to say is who that.